0: Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And thanks once again for checking out the podcast, and this podcast would not be... What it is without these fine sponsors. Face First Medical Aesthetics in downtown Regina above Gabos on Doudney Avenue. Looking after your body? How about your face? Freshen up that look in a naturally looking way with Face First Medical Aesthetics. SAS Selects Football, building the gridiron stars of tomorrow, today. Riviera Ag Seeds over there in Radville. Southern Saskatchewan's premium certified seed grower, delivering homegrown certified Durham yellow peas and chickpeas. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his awesome work at markgreshner.com. His shot of Mosaic Stadium can be found on Podbean, where the initial podcast originates from, the host site. But you can check out his work at MarkGreschner.com. He did awesome work for me this summer when my son graduated, as I've said many times here on this podcast. Make sure you trust him with your major life moments to capture them the right way. Pizza Hudson, Saskatchewan, and David Dubay and the Concord Group of Companies, thanks to him for getting on board and staying on board with this podcast over the years. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, the three-time Grey Cup champ, one of the best dudes around. Want to get in the real estate game? Give him a call, 306-502-5355. And time now for Where Are They Now? Brought to you by... Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Give Corey Zatarosniak a call at Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. And the spotlight today is shining on a legendary NFL quarterback in our Where Are They Now segment, who at the end of this interview has a great message for the young, not only football players, but athletes. Time now for my conversation with former New England Patriot, Buffalo Bill, Dallas Cowboy, that would be Drew Bledsoe, who's now in the wine business. Yeah, so much to talk to him about. They gave the Patriot wide receivers room, and Drew Bledsoe makes a good throw to the outside. Patriots have only scored three touchdowns their last 13 trips to the red zone.
1: Bledsoe throwing corner of the end zone!
0: Here with legendary quarterback Drew Bledsoe. How are you
1: today, my friend? You know, life's good, man. uh, (laughs) Kind of funny, though. I'm trying to wake up and put my radio voice on because uh, I'm 48 years old and I've never had a pedicure in my life. And my wife got a pedicure for us today, which – I've got a little secret to let everybody in on out there. It's not like they're doing your nails. It's just a massage for your feet. And so it kind of put me to sleep. So I apologize if I sound a little sleepy.
0: Dude, I uh, love pedicures. I'm I'm a diabetic, so you got to uh, take care of your feet. I go once a month. <laughs> they're outstanding. And I do fall asleep. You're right, for sure. So I'm Yeah, not...
1: yeah. So anyway, I apologize. I'm trying to put my radio voice back on, okay. but uh, I might be a little sleepy.
0: That's cool, buddy. I'm not judging you. Last time we kind of talked via email, you were going to come on, but then you got t- tied up christmas shopping are you uh do you like going to the mall or are you a last minute guy when it comes to christmas shopping
1: you know i'm kind of a last minute guy but you know my wife always gets mad at me though because when i go last minute i tend to kind of go over the top and so she gives me a warning every now and then she's like all right if you're gonna i've done all the christmas shopping for all the kids you don't get to come in at the last minute and just come over the top you know you, you've got to talk about this um so i tried to rein it in a little bit this year but yeah i'm last minute guy. And, you know, got a couple of go-to spots, and they see me coming a mile away. Uh, matter of fact, one of, the shop, one of the shops I walk in, and I, the minute I walk in, they hand me a glass of wine. And uh, let me walk around. And there's a method to their madness. I drink a glass of wine, and all of a sudden the wallet gets a little bit looser.
0: They know uh, they know how to get the Drew Bledsoe's heart. That's wine, and we'll get into that in a second. Now, I've talked to two different people in my building, believe it or not, nowhere near you, but they've one person met you, and another in Whitefish, Montana, and another person knows of somebody who met you, and they say you're an awesome dude, and I can already tell in the first two minutes you're a good guy. So. Where did that where where did that come, where did that come from, Drew? Like you, you have fame, you have fortune, uh, celebrity status, but they say you're grounded. Where where does that come from?
1: Well, um, uh, first of all, I appreciate that. I pay people to talk like that about me. It works, <laughs> it works out really it works out really well. But uh, no, you know, I, I grew up in a small town. You know, and I think you know, you grew up in a small town with you know two parents at home, and uh, you know, you just uh, you know, when you live in a little small community, everybody knows you, and so you just. You know, you got to be polite and nice to everybody, and so that's kind of just the way we grew up. And and, you know, for me, that's just that was just life. You know, you you uh, you know, you grow up that way, and then that's the way you're kind of wired going forward.
0: Drew, tell us about the wine business. How did you get into it?
1: You know, I got into the wine business probably the obvious way. My wife and I just really like wine. (laughs) Uh, But but the cool thing for me was I you know I mentioned the the small town I grew up, but I grew up in this little town in southeastern Washington, the town of Walla Walla um town so nice they named it twice is what the chamber of commerce says right. but uh, but while i was off while i was off playing ball my little hometown became known as one of the greatest wine grape growing regions in the entire world um and so for me you know i was able to uh it was a, a cool way to combine you know a passion that we have for wine uh with the return home to my hometown to start a business that's why we call the winery double back the double back and return back home so it's been a cool ride and it's been a cool way to uh kind of reintegrate in the community that raised me. It's been a ton of fun.
0: What's something about this venture that uh, you appreciate now that you didn't before about wine? Maybe the growing aspect or or something like that?
1: You know, it's one of those, um, one of the things I like best about it is it's something that I feel like I can learn about for the rest of my life and still not know very much about it, quite honestly, uh, it's so multifaceted. You're a farmer first, and then you're into production, and then you're into marketing and building brands, and and uh, and all of that stuff. Um, but you know, on the farming side, the one thing that they they forget to tell you when you jump into the business is that you are a farmer, and that means you're at the mercy of Mother Nature, and she can be pretty fickle. Um, you know, but thankfully for us, um, you know, Mother Nature's been pretty kind to us since we got in the business. We haven't really had any major hiccups on that standpoint. But it does get nerve wracking sometimes you know, you see a hailstorm coming or you see an early freeze coming, something like that, uh, it can cause some sleepless sleepless nights for sure.
0: Is it kind of like football? You study football, you study football, but you maybe never learn the entire game of football?
1: You know, it's honestly, there are a lot of similarities between quarterbacking a football team and running a business. Um, I found those to be at, at a high level, very, very similar endeavors. The biggest difference is that, you know, when you're playing quarterback, you instantly know whether you made a good decision or a bad decision, right? You know, right. If I throw it, if my guy catches the ball, that was a good decision. If their guy catches it, that was a bad decision. Uh, but in wine, sometimes it can be a decade plus before you know the full implications of some decisions you make. You know, you plant a vineyard three years before you have fruit. It's seven years before the vineyard is fully mature. And then another three years uh, in the barrel and, and in the bottle before it's really ready to drink. So sometimes, you know, it, it can be, uh, it can be really uh, frustrating from that standpoint, uh, I told our, our winemaker the other day we're planting a new vineyard with some new varietals, and I'm really excited about it. But it's like having your when you're a little kid, you, you have your Christmas present under the tree, and you can't wait to see what it is. But you, instead of waiting, you know, till Christmas morning, you got to wait, you know, seven to ten years before you know what it actually is.
0: It's kinda of like developing a quarterback almost. Sometimes sometimes you know it's a hit and sometimes you gotta wait for, for it to develop it in a way. Hey, can you uh pick me out a great wine to pair say if I was sitting down with a nice tenderloin and some quinoa or rice? What kind of what kind of wine would Drew Bledsoe suggest?
1: You know, I would go with our double back Cabernet. Uh we actually just released the twenty eighteen vintage to just to a small portion of our list. The wide release will be another couple weeks, but um the the 2018s that we just released they are the best wines we've ever made um and uh you know the, even though they're really young wines uh they're already drinking great so uh awesome. that's what I would go with
0: awesome man okay let's talk a bit of quarterbacking before i let you go what do you make of Carson Wentz's game? You you were in a kind of a similar situation. You're the guy, then you got hurt. He's had some injuries too and we know what happened with Brady. And I don't want to dwell on that, but Carson Wentz is the guy they give him the big contract. He's had some injuries and then I don't know what happened to him this season, but Hurts uh takes over. Just your thoughts on Carson Wentz.
1: You know, I really like Carson's game. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that uh, or the biggest thing that happened to the Eagles this year is they had so many injuries. You know, they started off with multiple injuries on the offensive line, and then their receiving core was completely decimated. And, you know, you, you've got to understand the full implications of what that means. So, first of all, from an offensive line standpoint, you know you're not going to have as much time. Uh, or if you do have time, it's because you kept a couple guys in to protect so you don't have as many weapons out. So you've got to process faster. Uh, you got to get the ball out of your hands faster oftentimes before you're ready to go. But then when you compound that by having receivers that you're not familiar with, well, now you're trying to get the ball out of your hands and throw to a particular spot where a guy is supposed to be, but you don't have the reps with that guy to trust that he's going to be there. Uh, And so when you put those things together and then, you know, if you ask any defensive back uh, in the NFL or really at any level, what's their best friend? Well, their best friend is a pass rush. So they don't have to cover long because then they can be far more aggressive in their coverage. They can cover tighter. They don't have to worry about double moves. They don't have to worry about, you know, a guy beating them over the top for for a touchdown. So then the defensive backs can be far more aggressive. And so you put all of those things together and it becomes a real mess for a quarterback to deal with. Um, so, you know, I mean, Carson had a tough tough year tough year this year. I think everybody acknowledges that. Uh, but I don't think that uh, that it's an indication that his play fell off nearly as much as uh, just not having a supporting cast to to, to support himself. So I don't know if that means he's going to move on from uh, from Philadelphia at some point and be success- successful elsewhere. Uh, but I do believe that he has a great future ahead of him. Uh, They've just got to put the pieces around him first.
0: You and I are roughly the same age. We're both 48 years old. So I grew up here in Canada, the Canadian Football League. We throw the ball all over the yard, three downs, motion, all that type of stuff. We got one game a week up here, and my very first game watching was the San Diego Chargers and Miami Dolphins in that, uh, that overtime game with Kellen Winslow and Dan Fouts. I was a Dan Fouts, Dan Marino, Believe it or not, not just because you're on the phone here, Drew Bledsoe kind of guy, like those guys that could throw the football around the yard. You, you get pissed off that sometimes people. I think sometimes people forget how good you actually were, uh, just because of the whole Brady thing. Does that does that piss you off, or is that done now?
1: No, you know, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time dwelling in the past. You know, I, mean, I know I could play, and uh, you know, and then for, for me, you know, what you really want. Uh, as a player, if you're being honest, you want the respect of the guys you play with, and you want the respect of your opponents. Um, you know how that's viewed from the outside. You know is not as important. Now it can be frustrating, but uh, but ultimately, I know that I had great respect from the guys that I played with, and I know I had great respect from the guys I played against. Um, you know, so you know now, you know I do I do uh, mention from time to time. You know, if Tommy had gone on to. Just be average, you know, maybe I wouldn't be buried in the uh, the annals of history as much, but he's gone on to be to have such an amazing career and uh you know to be honest with you, when I talk to Tom, uh the thing that I tell him all the time uh, you know I'm incredibly proud of all that he's accomplished, but I'm more proud of the way that he's done it um, you know, I know people out there don't like him, but they mostly don't like him just because he kicked their ass all the time mm-hmm. uh you know tommy's just he's he's been um really at, uh, at the, in the most important ways, he's been the same guy the whole time, and, and uh, you know, really respect him for that. Uh,
0: quickly, one last thing about you: two thousand and two, though you 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 get in that AFC Championship game after Tom gets hurt and leads the team uh, lead the team to victory, so you can go on to that first Super Bowl title. That obviously must have felt good that you had a contributing part in uh, in, in getting your team to the Super Bowl.
1: You know, I, I actually tell Tom all the time, man, I really appreciate that, but Thanks for uh, spraining <laughs> your ankle and at least letting me in the game for a little bit. Um, the hard part there, though, was that, uh, you know, you, you go in and win the AFC championship game, and then the uh, two weeks later you got the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, played in the, the championship game, but didn't get to play in the big game, so it was, I told people it was sort of like giving a starving man a snack, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I played for all, all those years, and. You know, teams really playing well and uh, finally get to go in and play for, you know, a half of football. And uh, and then, uh, you know, you play for that one half and then you get to the really big one. And you don't get to play, which, um, but no, it was nice of Tommy to at least, uh, at least go down and let me get on the field for a little while before, uh, during that run. I
0: feel like Tom's got a, Tom's on the cusp of another nice run here. I mean, I, I know they survived Washington last week, but uh, I don't know. It's tough to beat a team three times, uh, Drew, and they've got uh, Drew Brees and the Saints now who beat them up twice this year. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Tom, it, it feels like Tom's going to do Tom again.
1: You know, they've got, they've got some really good pieces around them. Um, you know, and, and he's a smart guy. You know, when he decided to make that move to Tampa, um, that wasn't just because he wanted to, you know, be an old person from New England and retire to Florida. It was because he looked down there and he had a coach he liked, had some weapons around him he liked. They're pretty good on the offensive line. And then, of course, he went and talked Gronk out of retirement, which never hurts. Uh, and then you throw Antonio Brown into the mix for him, who's, who's uh, really playing well. And uh, so he wasn't, he wasn't stupid when he made that move. He knew he had some pieces around him. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, of all the things that he brings to the table – uh leadership is is the most paramount of those um and he's been a great leader for the for that team just like he was for the patriots for all those years so you know i wouldn't count him out but they do have an uphill battle in the saints yeah. um you know the uh, the saints are playing great football they're they're good in all aspects of the game um uh, got a good pass rush they can score points they can they can uh they can do a lot of things, so they're going to be a really tough out, but it's certainly going to be a fun game to watch. A
0: couple more quick questions with the Drew Bledsoe here, the legendary quarterback in the NFL. Okay, so do we throw the terminology franchise guys as it relates to quarterbacks around too easy? And second part to that question, if you're looking at some of these young guys, which guy does Drew Bledsoe like? Do you like Herbert? Do you like Burrow, Tua? Uh, can, can you pick one over the other?
1: Well, you know, the the franchise quarterback thing, I think it does get tossed around a little bit too uh, too quickly sometimes because, to me, that means so many things. Uh, first of all, you know, at the very top of that list is leadership. You know, leadership, and that's what Tommy has brought all these years. Uh, then you've got to have uh, meticulous attention to detail. you got to play great on Sundays and Mondays. Uh, and then at the top of that, you got to be available all the time. You know, I mean, it's uh, – um, you know, if you're a guy that gets hurt a bunch, it's hard for the team for the franchise to uh, uh, to lean on you. But in terms of the guys, uh, the the new guys in the league, you know, I got to watch a bus a bunch of Justin Herbert when he was in college at Oregon. Mm-hmm, we live right. out here in the Northwest, uh, and I really liked his game in college. I really think they didn't utilize him nearly enough at the University of Oregon. When they did, they didn't help him out very much. But I really liked his accuracy. I liked his presence in the pocket, and then he also can pull it down and and run with it as well. Um, you know, I think he and Josh Allen are kind of cut from the same mold in that way where, um, you know, they can function very, very well in the pocket, throw it really well, but then when they pull it down, they can also make plays with their legs. Um, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm bullish on the future for the Chargers. I think they've also got some other pieces in place. They've got a lot of salary cap room to do things around him. I just hope they get the right head coach in there to to uh, to mentor him.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I absolutely agree with you there. Hey, can a guy? You're just human at quarterback position. You're the highest paid guy. You get all you know. You get the praise and you get the negativity too. Maybe uh, too much of both in uh, both ways. Um, but do you feel pressure to live up to your contract when you're one of those young guys with the big money and all that type of stuff?
1: You know, I I think if you don't, then then you're just not being human. Um, But how you treat that pressure, that's the important thing. Um, you know, if it's something, because pressure is not negative. You know, people treat pressure like it's a negative thing. Pressure is, can be entirely positive as long as you react to it the right way. Right. Um, but when I say react to it the right way, it means you've got to do all the little things. You know, you've got to be the first guy in the office. You know, when guys show up in the morning, they've got to see your your car's already in the parking lot. And then when they leave and go home at night, they've got to see your car still in the parking lot. And they, they you know, you got to be the guy that's um, that's you know outworking everybody else if you're gonna get that bigger paycheck than everybody else um, you've got you know you got to say the right things publicly, you got to do the work during the week and then uh, you know and then ultimately you got to go perform and uh, you know if you don't perform, uh, you know you're gonna have trouble but if you don't embrace that uh, if you don't embrace that role, if you don't like being that guy then you're just in the wrong spot and you shouldn't be doing it, you should just go get a regular job. Yeah
0: who's your non? Favorite uh, quarterback? Like, who's what player do you like that's not a quarterback? Who do you got to watch? What's must see TV for you?
1: Oh man, you know, I mean, I, the guys that amaze me the most from an athletic standpoint are NFL cornerbacks. You know, to um, you know, to have to you know run backwards, uh, you know, backpedal really fast, and then you got to switch your hips and and turn and be going full speed downfield, and then you got to stop on a dime and come back. And uh, when you look at the athletic plays that NFL cornerbacks make, um, it's just astounding to me, um, you know, athletically. And and obviously to to somebody like me, completely foreign, to be able to move that quickly and that fast. Um, So I love watching those guys. And then uh, uh, I will tell you, watching watching Bama the other night, uh, man, they got some special guys uh, at Alabama. I think there's going to be, a, uh, you know, watching what number six did in the first half the other day um, when the team's obviously keying on him. Uh, I think you're going to see some teams jumping up and down to try to get him in the draft.
0: How many yards would you have thrown for had the rules been called the way they're called now? It feels like you can't even play defense in the NFL now, without getting a penalty.
1: Yeah, you know, I will admit to a little bit of jealousy for the way the quarterbacks get to play now. You know, you can't touch the receivers. Uh, you can't hit the quarterbacks. I heard a funny interview with Bruce Smith a while back. They were asking him if uh, if he would have had more or less sacks if he played uh, in today's NFL, and he said, "Well, they throw the ball a lot more, so I probably would have more sacks. But of the 200 and something that, that I had, uh, over half of them would have been penalties in today's <laughs> game. And uh, and uh, and uh, of the times that he hit me, they would have been he would have been penalized a bunch for the way that he hit me. One of them would ended up being in his commercial. Where he came in and uh, stuck his helmet right in the middle of my back, man. He might have been thrown out of the game for he put the hit yeah. <laughs> he put on me back in the day. Yeah, no kidding, uh, no kidding. But uh, it, does, it it is the right thing. It makes it fun to watch. You know, nobody wants to show up at the, at the stadium and you know see a nine to six game with two quarterbacks you've never heard of on the field. You know, you want to see you want to see guys that are the superstars out there. And obviously, fantasy football has piqued a lot of people's interest in games they wouldn't normally watch. And so, having a high scoring game. Uh, you know, uh, you know, number one, it's from a fan perspective, it's uh, it's more fun to watch. And then number two, you know, you just get to see guys healthy and get to see guys play longer if they choose to. Um, so I am jealous, but I, they are doing the right thing.
0: Drew Bledsoe comes to the line. He 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 looks over. He sees Bruce Smith. Who else do you identify? Like do you want when you're playing Green Bay, you always know where Reggie White is, or how about Derek Thomas coming around the corner there? Which guy did you kind of like? Okay, I got to go. Like you went against Bruce, I guess twice a, a twice a year. But what was what was that like against some of those guys?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm not really looking at those guys. I just, I know they're there. And, and thankfully we had a guy in Bruce Armstrong that was protecting my left side against right. Bruce Smith that, you know, Bruce Armstrong should be in the hall of fame. He was uh, a, a, truly a great, great player. So I'm not looking at those guys. I, I, I'm aware of where they are, but that's not really my job. It's my other guy's job to do that. I'm more looking at uh, what's going on in the secondary and, and uh, how that's deployed and trying to make a decision as to where I'm going to go with the football. Um, you know, there were there were some guys like uh, Champ Bailey, like Deion Sanders. There were some of these corners yeah. uh, that you were aware of, um, and just knew that if you were going to throw the ball to their side, you better be on time and really accurate. Otherwise, they were going to take it and take it to the end zone.
0: Okay, so uh, Drew Bledsoe, two more questions. You can't pick now. You cannot pick the Kansas uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Who are you going to take? If I take the Chiefs out of the equation,
1: I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I, I really really like what they're doing. Um, they had a really tough first-round matchup in the Colts. You know, the Colts are an 11-win football team, playing great defense, and doing a lot of things uh, really well. Uh, but I really like, uh, first of all, the fact that they can put points on the board. Uh, and second, they're playing good defense, turning the ball over, and, uh, uh, and then they're, uh, they're good in special teams as well. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the Bills' bandwagon.
0: All right. Uh, give me a piece of advice for a young football player listening to this.
1: You know, I, I think there, there are a couple of things. Um, number one, um, you know, football is supposed to be, uh, rewarding and enjoyable. And when I say that, it's not, not necessarily always fun, like playing video game fun, you know, some of the most enjoyable things that anybody goes through in their life are some of the hardest things they ever do. Um, but you really should be, when you take the football field, you should be excited about it. Um, you know, it shouldn't feel like work, especially when you're young, you know, you go play football, you don't work football. So, so take enjoyment from that. And then outside of that, recognize the fact that, that playing football, it's not for everybody. It's not, it's not an easy game. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's tiring. It hurts sometimes, you know, and, it's, uh, and if, you're, uh, if you really uh, embrace it for what it is, you should embrace how difficult it is and know that, uh, uh, you know, going through something difficult and, and putting yourself through something that's a great challenge uh, can be among the most rewarding things you can ever do in your life. Um, you know, and beyond that, I would encourage guys not to specialize. Certainly not too early. You know, look, play lots of sports. You know, go get them and you know, play other sports. Be in the band. You know, go, get, go join the drama club. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't put all your eggs just in one basket because you never know there might be something else you're particularly gifted at. But if you, uh, if you decide to specialize, uh, particularly too early, uh, I think that's a mistake some kids make.
0: So, if people want to find out about your wine business, where do they look? Uh,
1: you go to uh, doubleback.com or com. We actually have two wineries. But if you just put uh, Bledsoe Wine in the uh, in the search bar, you'll find us.
0: Hey, man, thanks for taking time out of your schedule. Happy New Year and enjoy that pedicure.
1: <laughs> right on. I'm going to go
0: take a nap now. Take care, buddy. All right, buddy. See ya. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsey can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Roughriders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.